are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Many plot points of Newark. <laughs> wow. If there was ever a movie that really needed to be a TV show, this is it, I would feel. If you had never seen The Sopranos before, and you were always curious, but like, oh, I don't want to commit to six, seven seasons, whatever, watch this. Because basically it has all the emotional beats, it has the soundtrack, it has the look. Of a two-hour episode. Yeah. You know, and that's to say, there is a lot of good in this movie. But its biggest fault is that it's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, even it... I mean, it's almost split into two parts. Like, they could have done, like, a two-part miniseries or, Mm -hmm. you know... Well, not like two-part... Like, it could have been, like, four or five episodes. Because it feels like it has, like, a season's worth of plot in it. (laughs) But... Hey, everybody, we're talking about The Many Saints of Newark, a Sopranos story, in case you didn't know it was a Sopranos movie. <laughs> you know, to be fair, they were going to consider change it to just Newark, which probably would have misled even more people as to what it's about. And Many Saints is kind of important when the guy's name is Moltisanti, which is Italian for Many Saints. Come on. <laughs> this is going to be interesting to talk about. So this is taking place before The Sopranos as a show. I'm going to say this right now. Anything about the show is fair game that we're going to talk about in this review. So if you've not watched The Sopranos show, just don't listen right now. We are going to talk about things that will likely be spoilers of certain people's, you know, fates or certain scenes that happen in the show. But to be fair, most of this... No, that's a lie. I was going to say most of this doesn't require you to be a fan of the show. There's a lot of fan service in this movie. My goodness. The whole movie's a fan service. Like <laughs> Literally every scene has some degree of fan service in it. It's just very stealthily done in certain situations. Yeah, it, it's not like abrasive and in your face with the callbacks, but certain characters have certain traits you see in the show, you know, in the future, but aren't necessarily those characters. Like Tony's mom is more like his wife in the show. And then, of course, you know, like, half the songs were Rolling Stones songs. So, like, <laughs> everything was a fan service in this movie. Oh, yeah. But who is going to be a fan? I mean, I'm sure we're all fans of this show, because that's why we're on this review. Because it's me, Justin Zarian, as usual. And then over here, like, we've been talking, it's Chad. Hi. Hey. We also got, you know, Big Pussy over here. Hey. <laughs> <ATL> El Critico. <laughs> it's Big Pussy El Critico. <laughs> I love that's your title on your video feed there. And then, being the uh, very quiet one in the room here, is Elliot. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
there's a lot of those accents in this movie. I, especially once you see Joey Diaz in there, you're just like, oh yeah, this is what they're going for, that you know, Bronx, New Jersey yeah. accent. Joe, Joey Diaz seems like he kind of just stumbled upon the set. I was going to say, yeah, he was just going to be there anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've heard of how he got cast in that movie, that's more or less how it happened. <laughs> he Even he was just like, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> but we should talk about generally what the plot of The Many Saints of Newark is about. So, hey, uh, Adrian, why don't you give us a little synopsis here? Well, I'll say this, based on the trailer, if, if you're going into this thinking this is the origin story and the rise of uh, young Tony Soprano, you're going to be sorely disappointed because... I would say halfway disappointed, because it is and it isn't at the same time. Yeah, but as, as Justin stated, the, the, the title kind of gives a hint of what this is. This is The Many Saints of New York, and, and by that it means it's talking about the multi-santi family uh, christopher's family christopher's father christopher's father's father and kind of how they influenced tony soprano to end up becoming the head of the soprano family and all the different stuff with that it, it's it's about dicky Montosanti, and he's having to deal with one doing a atrocity which i mean yeah these guys kill people all the time but it's who he kills that's kind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. He has to deal with that. He has to deal with someone who he considered a, I, guess, I would say like a, a friend and I guess co-worker in a way. Leslie Odom Jr. playing Harold McBrayer. Leslie Odom Jr. is realizing, you know what? I think I can be a little more than just a lackey for Dicky Montosanti and I could probably raise, rise up on my own. For the Italians. He has some competition. And along with all that is just kind of little origins here and there of different stuff within the Sopranos that you know and love, including, like Chad mentioned, a ton of fans. There's at least three stories that were told in the show that they flat out show what that was about. Like, I I won't say what, but there's a scene in a car when a bunch of people are driving. That thing that happens there was something directly referenced in the Sopranos Home Movies episode. So you will know it when you see it. <laughs> see, and that's why like it has been so long since I've seen the show and I remember all the arcs and main stuff but like all the small stuff it's been so long so I, that's why I really want to go back and rewatch the show. I had a couple friends who I know have never seen this show saying that they're going to go see this movie this weekend because they like gangster movies because they like mafia movies. I don't think this works as its own film. No. I think it's entirely reliant on you knowing The Sopranos to even kind of care. Because, like we've been saying, this doesn't really even feel that much like a movie. This feels like like, like a pilot episode to a new yes. prequel series that they want to do. And as a Sopranos fan, that's not too much of a bad thing. I definitely like how I saw it. But as a movie for someone who's like, I want to see a good gangster movie, just stick to the ones you know. Because this one's... Um, this one's going to be a little, like, I, I don't get without, it. Yeah, without context, it's <laughs> exactly it's going to be hollow, and it might not resonate with an audience that doesn't know the rich history of a lot of these characters in the future. You know, I finished watching The Sopranos for the first time around this time last year, and I was struggling to connect a lot of the dots Same to here. this movie just watching it yesterday. Well, it's funny because it's actually a fairly straightforward gangster movie when you think of the plot from point A to point B. It's pretty much just, like we said, it's Leslie Odom Jr. doesn't want to be just a simple gangster and then Dickie dealing with his stuff. And yet, 
the weird thing is it doesn't ever feel like those plot lines gel very well together because they intersect yeah. very overtly in certain sequences. But the stuff with the Newark riots, it's over before you know it when you think about it in the grand scheme of the plot. And it doesn't feel like it affects anyone else but Leslie Odom Jr. in the, in the grand scheme of the story. So you're like... Yeah. Well, what was the point of even talking about it if it had such a little impact? <laughs> it's almost like that would have just been a whole episode. Yeah, exactly. If this was yeah. a prequel series. And if it had been a full episode, I think it might have actually played into the entire story better. Exactly. Yeah. There either wasn't really any message about integrating the Newark riots into the Sopranos story. No. no. And any message I was trying to take away kind of felt like it was trying to make a comment on all of the protests that were happening in 2020. Yeah. Clumsily. It was clumsily making that. Point. Yeah, very clumsily. And probably the most interesting part of the movie is the actual Sopranos movie that's happening throughout this plot. The stuff with Dickie, the stuff with Tony, the stuff with these guys, it's really, really cool if they ever gave enough time for them to breathe as characters or in their individual plot lines. I would say the, the biggest uh, kind of unfortunate thing about this movie is that it's supposed to be a Sopranos movie, yet they created one of the most interesting characters with Harold McBrayer, played by Leslie Odom Jr. For one, it's a completely different performance that I've ever seen Leslie Odom give. Like, I almost, I didn't recognize him at first with how kind of, like, intimidating he is. And it, it's cool to see him in something like this. But I was more interested in, like, okay, keep following him. I almost wanted, I wanted more of that story than what's going on with The Sopranos, because with what's going on with The Sopranos, it kind of just feels like, yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, this is cool. We, we get the origin of, like, the ZD or something. I don't, you know, it, it's just stuff like that. <laughs> the origin of ZT. <laughs> There's one moment at the end where it's like, oh, that's why this person isn't around during the series, and that makes sense. One cool thing about it, besides the references, is most of the casting. Like, Corey yeah. Stoll as Uncle June is perfect. Yeah, his impression of Dominic Chansey is, like, spot on. Yeah, he has that to a T. And even the look, and along with that, Vera Farmiga as Lydia is just, like, so perfect. I think they were the best, the, the best two in the, in the, uh, the whole movie. But they completely fucked up whoever's playing Silvio. I don't know what <laughs> they were thinking with that casting choice. I thought that was awful. See, here's the thing is that he is doing a great Silvio impression, but it feels like an impression. Like, he's doing all the mannerisms that Steven Van Sant did, but it's just so unnatural to him as an actor. Like, there's that bit when you see him walking doing his hand wave thing, and you're like, that just looks really strange. <laughs> Only Steven Van Zandt could do Steven Van Zandt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention one more, because it really surprised me that he was even in this, but Billy Magnuson, who... As Polly? Yeah, as Polly, <laughs> who's like this silly guy and everything I've seen him in, is like, this is surprisingly perfect casting he i thought he was great in it if only he had more scenes because Polly's one of the best characters in sopranos and i think he has like five lines of dialogue in this whole film absolutely <laughs> well and that's another thing too like they show carmella near the end with tony and she says some things but it's just you know carmella yelling yeah it, it, she pretty much was there for that one scene yeah just to be, hey there's carmella <laughs> well and, and then having janice too like she was sort of there but i felt like she was underutilized and she comes in right at the end to, like, hand something off to Tony. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the, the thing with doing a fan service is that, you, you know, you can't do everything. And if it would have been a TV show, like we said earlier on, at the top, like, all these characters could have been fleshed out more. I'd much rather enjoyed watching 
like a prequel series to the show, even if it was like a limited engagement or two, three, five episodes, whatever. Yeah, do a, a Better Call Saul style. Kind yeah. Of thing. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that girl who played Janice at the end of it looked exactly like her, too. That was another. Yes, without the Rolling Stones of, lips. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of not, not unfortunate casting because there was a lot of, I feel like, misguided hype behind this. And I almost hate to talk bad about this, but I think his name is Michael Gandolfini. Okay, I was I was going to see if you were going to yeah. talk about that, because mm-hmm. you may not agree. I actually thought he was great. I think he's pretty great, too. I actually, like, like he maybe doesn't have the, the voice, per se. Like, I, I, I don't know. There's something about him where it's like, I don't see him growing up to be Tony. But he's got the mannerisms and the way that Tony talks, like, in, in his, like, inflection and stuff like that. He's got that down. That was pretty cool, but... Like I said, it's it's really not about him at all. And the trailers really make it seem like there's going to be way more of that. And I was ready for that. I was interested in, like, what makes young Tony Soprano into the one of the most, like, terrifying and intimidating mobsters in, in TV history. And you don't get that in here at all. You kind of do, but here's the problem is that it's so minor that, like we said, if there was a whole episode dedicated to the major plot points of this show, it actually would have been a much stronger story. But it's just a pilot movie. It's literally just a quick, you know, here's the here's the plot points, here's this. Dickie's dealing with being in love with his father's new wife. He's dealing with this stuff. He's dealing with this thing. And then it's kind of just over. <laughs> you know, like, it, I have never seen a movie more abruptly stop than this movie in, like, Ever since War of the Worlds. Then the last episode of The Sopranos? <laughs> I think they needed to have Tony do a little bit more because, you know, as it is, the worst thing he does in this movie is beat up an ice cream truck driver and hand out free ice cream. <laughs> which is is cute, but we need something a little bit more from Tony Soprano. His arc at the end where he goes, you know, full Tony... Like, it's very abrupt and not motivated at all. Yeah. It flip-flops so abruptly. By the end, you're like, wait, that was it? I said that audibly in the theater when I walked... Because I actually went to the theater to watch this. And yeah. just... There was like eight people in the audience, sadly. But I saw this, and I just... At the very end, when the credits came out, I'm like, that's it? <laughs> that was all. Which was the same thing we all said after the last episode of The Sopranos. Like... You know what? I'm, I'm so glad I didn't watch it when it was on, because... Watching it like I, much, much like Elliot, I saw it for the first time last year around Same this here. time. Well, this year, I yeah. and I like that ending. I, I actually it's a good love ending. that ending. Me too. I think it's I think it's a perfect like. All right, story's done. But everybody was so pissed off. Yeah, that's the thing. When you know the ending's coming, it makes a lot more sense. But yeah, when you're like Chad, who watched it fresh when it was showing on the TV, you're just like, well, where did that come from? <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, I feel like maybe that will happen with this movie, but I don't think so like i mean again there may be something else coming because this clearly feels like it's setting up for something else it really does the way it ends i expected a next time on the many saints of newark to show up at the end credits kind of thing (laughs) the one person we're not talking a lot about is the main character himself dickie Montesanti. and it's weird because alessandro navallo's not doing a bad performance he's actually doing really good but it feels like him having to be the straight man in the story makes him get overshadowed by the more colorful characters who are already established from our knowledge of The Sopranos. It's mm-hmm. so hard to review this as a movie itself because it doesn't really feel like a movie. But if we have no. to kind of break it down, 
all the all the performances are pretty good except personally i really didn't like the guy who played silvio i didn't think he did a a good job at that. I thought Joey Diaz was really bad at this movie. I thought he, he had like three lines and he screwed up every single one of them. I thought he was Joey Diaz. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't really act at all in this movie. <laughs> exactly. He just came from Joe Rogan and it was like, you know what, I got some time. <laughs> yeah, but he did have one of the more memorable moments in the whole movie. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's to say too, like when you mention about stuff in this movie, there's good moments. There's actually yeah. quite a few good scenes of acting. There's a great shootout sequence, like you said. There's great bits scattered throughout this movie that just needed more room to breathe. And I think that's just the biggest criticism you can make. Because, again, like even on a production scale, it's not bad. It's shot by Kramer Morgenthal, who's shot stuff like Thor The Dark World and other movies that this director's made, Alan Taylor. Because, for people who don't know, Alan Taylor, the director, is the guy who directed Thor The Dark World, Terminator Genesis, a bunch of Game of Thrones, and then he won an Emmy for directing The Sopranos, including... One infamous episode that actually ties directly into a thing that's in this movie that I don't want to spoil for someone who hasn't seen the ending of Sopranos. Can you can you say which episode? It's in season six, part two, and it's one of the last episodes. Gotcha. You will okay. know when you see it. Oh, yeah. okay. It, yeah. It's the one that ties into who's narrating this whole thing. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. He seems like a very good work-for-hire director. He's always struck me that way. This is the best movie he's made. Because Terminator Genesis, that was pretty bland. And same with Thor of the Dark World. This one... Yeah. He's at least working with material he's more comfortable with. Because yeah. I don't think he can do action very well. Like, except for shootouts. He can do small-scale action, but this is much more in his wheelhouse. And like you said, he's a TV director, so he's just kind of taking this as, yeah, I worked on Sopranos, I'll do it again, kind of thing. <laughs> so it's, it's a good movie. It is. If you know this show. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I had so much fun with it, though. It's like, it's so weird. Because, like, as a fan, I, I, I don't know. You guys think Silvio sucked, but I thought he was great. I thought his mannerisms were great. I don't care. I I was totally into it. But I still like, even though I like, I really enjoyed this movie, and even though the, you know, it, it had so many parallels with the show, I just it, I can't give it a great grade. Well, why don't you segue that to your final thought? What what would you say is ultimately your final score for this movie? Considering like The Sopranos is probably one of my favorite like top ten TV shows of all time, I'm gonna give it like a plus two. You know, whatever I give it. So I would give it a 5 out of 10, Gabagools, but it's technically a 7 out of 10. Mm. But remember, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a curve on that. Did they have, did they show any Gabagool in this movie? They did not. They had sausage. Damn. Of all the things they referenced, there's no references to Gabagool in this whole thing. Did we even, did we even see any Buka? No. 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 Come on, David Chase. Easy target no right there and you missed No Buka? <laughs> <laughs> I just expect AJ to show up just like, what, no freaking Buka? <laughs> uh, Elliot, why don't you go ahead then? I think I'm actually kind of a little bit more down on this movie than you guys. When it comes to Michael Gandolfini, I thought he was a good actor who I can see getting better. I didn't love mm -hmm. him in this. It does really help that he is his father's son. The guy playing Dickie Maltesanti I thought was kind of shaky. I wanted a bit more of an empathetic performance from him, but maybe some of that is also the writing, which I think is probably the weakest part of this whole movie. That being said, there's some really, really, really good acting. Vera Farmiga and Corey Stoll are just knocking it out of the park 100%. Uh, and there's a really great scene with Corey Stoll that actually informs his character on the show. That was probably the best thing out of all the characters, like, who had a thing that affects who they are going to be later, like... Junior's thing is like that is a junior move. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, and then that, and I would say the the big scene with Vera Farmiga and the school counselor, I think, was one of the best acted sequences in the whole movie, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, both of them both knocking out of the park with standout sequences. That, and then there's also a scene with her and John Bernthal, who's playing Tony's father, where they're driving a car with some people in the back seat. And, oh, uh, yeah. Something happens. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> That's the scene I mentioned earlier, and yes, that scene, that was, that was the moment that made my wife jump in her seat. She's like, oh, gosh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a good movie. This is a good movie that really, I think, just needs probably another draft or two to be honest i don't know if david chase was you know being forced to get this out quick or something but yeah i just think the writing could have been a lot better but also making it into a series because yeah this does feel both compact and kind of stretched in places Mm -hmm. there is a younger tony soprano that takes up the first half of the movie michael gandolfini doesn't even come in for you know probably the first 45 minutes he comes in at 55 minutes that's exactly his first his first moment in the movie yeah there you go yeah so about halfway through the movie but this is also really kind of just a movie for sopranos fans you know maybe if you're a really big mob flick person you'll probably enjoy this but people who are going to get the most most enjoyment are definitely big sopranos fans i'm a pretty big sopranos fan and i was struggling to remember a lot of things that happened in the show that were being referenced Mm-hmm. So I can probably only give this about six and a half out of ten greasy combs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie does not spoon feed you at all with the references. Like, I mean, there's some highlighted moments where like, okay, here's the reference. But they have you have no context sometimes as to what they're referencing in those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you know. Adrian. Yeah, uh, young Tony Soprano will be back. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> it, it does feel like there's going to be more, even though there's probably no plans. I mean, I haven't heard anything. I wouldn't mind a new series if it has these characters and it's in the past. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of what this feels like. This feels like a pilot episode. As a Sopranos fan, I enjoyed most of it. I, I, I liked watching it. Uh, me and my friend had a good time. Personally, I wouldn't say go see this in the theater because... I feel like there's nothing too cinematic about it. All, all the acting was great. All the cinematography was, it felt like The Sopranos. So you're really coming here just for the performances and all the references. Uh, if you're just coming here to watch a mobster movie, I think you might be disappointed. So check out all six seasons of The Sopranos. It really is worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch The Wire after that. And, uh, <laughs> and then come and watch The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, we'll probably be in lockdown again pretty soon, so you'll have time to do so. I'm going to give this two apartments that I bought for my uh, Gumar out of uh, five. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely people didn't go see this in the theaters because it's already projected to be a bomb. It's only made like $7 million on its opening weekend. But that's also because, like you said, there's no reason to really watch this in the theaters. It You can just watch it at home and you get probably the, the same experience, if not better, because then you can pause and look up all the references that are being made in the movie i still feel positive about this movie in the sense that being a sopranos fan and to be fair i started watching the show when the trailer came out for the movie because i was just like oh what is this this was cool and so i binged through the entirety of the show in the last couple months going into this i had moderated expectations because i saw the early reviews and i heard a lot of the feedback and most of it was pretty on the money i would say it's just it is what it is it's a pilot movie for a show that may or may not get made Although, I did hear that David Chase did sign a five-year deal to Warner Brothers for film and TV projects. So, if this 
entertains the right people, we might see more episodes or another movie or limited series. And apparently, Terrence Winter, who was one of the writers of Sopranos and then did Boardwalk Empire, said, if they make another one, he will drop everything and do it. And maybe that'll help make the movie better if they have more experienced writers helping out with it. But as it is, this is just... It, this feels like comparing it to El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, except kind of like that one better. Oh, I like that one a lot better. Yeah, I would say that one stood on its own a lot better. It felt like it had original story ideas, it had unique shots. It worked as a movie. This one just isn't a movie. It's it's a it's a very big fan-driven two-episode event. So, you know, I didn't dislike it. I got some good laughs. And speaking of laughs, one person I couldn't stop laughing at for both good and bad reasons Man, Ray Liotta was chewing the scenery in his early appearances in this movie. Absolutely. He was, I don't know what they were trying to do with his character, but he made me laugh only because I didn't understand what was happening in certain scenes with him. Like, he's telling that donkey joke. And everyone in the theater, they laughed after the joke was told because we were just like, what just happened? <laughs> it was such a strange performance, but he seemed he was having fun. So that's kind of cool. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it just... It is what it is. Just watch it on HBO Max. You know, you're not going to miss it going to the theater. And it'll probably do better numbers there, honestly. It's probably a better experience for that. So I'm going to give it seven, bordering on seven and a half, makings of a varsity athlete out of ten. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back when we uh, cover uh, Goodfellas Babies that's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. Also on HBO Max. And I think they're also making uh, Casino Kids or something like that. So fun fact, too, I just realized there's – when you think of the connectivity of all the Sopranos properties and projects, it's pretty crazy. Because on top of the other cameos like Joey Diaz, one cameo that's a big stretch is... I don't know if you guys know who Nick Vallelongo is. No. So the guy who's doing the Christmas tree shopping at the end of the film is the son of Tony Lip, who played Carmine Lupitasi, the boss. You know, the, the previous boss from The Sopranos. Oh, Carmine. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, mm. and Tony Lip is the, char- is the person that the movie Green Book was written about. And Nick Vallelongo, who plays that character in this movie, is his son. So he wrote, it's this weird circular thing of like, the Vallelongos are an integral part of what makes the Sopranos universe great, apparently. That's the son of the guy from that shitty movie that won Best Picture. Wait, I gotta change my rating. Yeah, great movie. You will shut your mouth, because that movie is awesome, and I will, I, I am gonna get some people, I'm gonna call... Polly and Silvio to come and give you a little bit of a friendly message about why Green Book is awesome, dang it. <laughs> well, they're racist too, so of course they would say that. Yeah. 